This podcast is part of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. To learn more, visit listenfrederick.com. What's up, everybody? It's episode 84 of Beers in the Lot. In this episode, we talked a lot about the trade deadline. Uh, we touched on Claude Giroux. We hit on Marc-Andre Fleury. And yes, even the Canes. So let's get to it. Here we go. What are you drinking this evening, Aaron? Tonight... I have Miller Lite in a can and a glass. <laughs> in a glass. <laughs> a beer's in a lot glass. There you go. That's <laughs> classy. What do you got tonight, Reese? So in honor of the Flyers captain being traded <laughs> and who I think will be now the de facto Flyers captain if he hasn't already got the C. I don't know, John. You'll have to tell me because I don't follow the Flyers because I don't care. Um, Pretty got it, right? I yeah. <laughs> I have I have uh big hazy, hazy double IPA, uh the the Kevin Hayes beer from Yards Brewing. Oh nice. Uh out in Philly. So our our friend, friend of the pod and flying dog mutt. Brandon McGee actually left this at my house a little while ago before I got like really sick. So it's been sitting around. It's probably out of code. I don't care. I'm <sighs> drinking it because yeah. haha flyers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, what are you doing tonight? It didn't look like beer. It's not. It's Johnny Walker red. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. It's me red. Wow, we were. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are you what are you drinking this evening, Daniel? So I had the opportunity to go up to one of my favorite breweries in Massachusetts. Uh Treehouse Brewing. We are Treehouse. So uh actually had beers on draft. That place is fucking amazing. Yes. Like they have also, if you don't, you know, drink beer, you can go there, get some coffee. They have coffee. Nice. And they do seltzers. And uh like they sell coffee just like they do like the Starbucks in the can. Right. Like a cold brew nitro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. All their stuff is amazing. And the <laughs> atmosphere up there was just it was just awesome. I wanted to be there for hours. <laughs> um, it was popping. Yeah, yeah. So tonight I am drinking King Dream or King Cream Sickle. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. It's a good it one. It looked it looked thick. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's very smooth. <laughs> Hints of fruit and vanilla. It's very oh. tasty. Yeah. I love Treehouse. Dude, they're they're amazing. Yeah. Good stuff. Looks good. What is that? What is that glass? It's not a normal. Is that a snifter? It is a, I believe it's called like a, a tulip glass. Oh, okay. 
Yes. And I got I got it from up there. You paid like eighteen bucks, and you got that, and <laughs> you got to fill it up once. All right, right? and then nice. uh, yeah, uh, but it's a nineteen ounce, so you Ooh. could pour the the big boys in it and get the foam, and it's perfect. Yeah. No. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> they know how someone to do it in right. their someone in their uh, you know marketing department or sales or maybe even on the brewing side was kind of like, hey. Uh, we should do something a hair different with the glasses, guys. Just so, a thought. Excuse well, me. Okay. Pardon. So we've we've had this discussion before, but the glass and the shape and the type of glass does affect how it tastes oh, yeah. and how it gets in sure. your nose and yep. all. That. It's the same thing, like with wine and all these other mm-hmm. things, right? And Whiskey bourbon. And bourbon. And, yeah. yeah, it's the same deal. It's, it's important what you use. It's all connected. <laughs> but then, like, there's some bars that will like depending on the laws or whatever or pricing they'll serve certain stuff in smaller more shaped glasses i think to uh entice more sales but yeah uh, it you know <laughs> yeah a lot yeah. of their a lot of their heavier stuff uh you could only get it in like a 10 ounce pour yeah and uh I th- that's a I, safety thing. I, I don't believe, think that's yeah, and trying you to rip only, anybody off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you were limited to three, three drafts. Yeah. Because yeah. their stuff is on the heavy side. Makes but sense. Yeah. It was it was awesome. And you went to uh, Baby Pens game. Oh yeah, I went to the the Baby Pens game on Saturday. Pre-game was at Trogues. Yeah. So that was that was a good place too. That was uh, that was fun. That was hopping. Oh yeah. yeah. Did you eat and, there? Uh we were going to, but the line was insane when oh. we went to go eat. So we we're like, yeah, we're not we're not getting anything here. They have decent stuff there, man. I had a I went there actually with Brando. Um in between Christmas and New Year's, we went up to Hershey and went to Trogues before. And uh they had like this short rib sandwich that was amazing. Like it was so good. And then their beers are awesome. And yeah, it was it was cool. Nice. Yeah, that was a that was a good little spot too. Awesome. So, uh, a couple trades or something happened today. <laughs> <laughs> it is Monday night. The uh, trade deadline has transpired at this point, so um, I'm sure John has lots to say about what's going on today. <laughs> what's who's the biggest winner today? Who's the biggest winner in your opinion, John? Uh, so like I would definitely say New York, they got a little help in their bottom six and actually Colorado too. They kind of short up their bottom six. Same thing. There's like two teams. I was kind of like, what the hell are they doing? Edmonton <laughs> needed a goaltender the, the whole year. And they got Derek Broussard, who I feel like years ago, <laughs> I liked him. And he's been on a downroad spiral. And a lot of it, I'm sure, is injuries, whatever. And Last I checked, he wasn't a goalie. Yeah, he's not a goalie. <laughs> he's a terrible goalie. He's not a and then That could be a and problem. Then the other, yeah. And then Flurry got dealt to Minnesota, which is in the division for Chicago. Cam Talbot's had a decent season so far. I understand the logic of your Billy Garen, like, I know I have a lot of familiarity with Flurry. He has a lot of familiarity with me. 
you, you know what you're getting, but Cam Talbot's had a good serviceable season. And I don't think Cam Talbot is the issue there. They're, right. they're still but, having a, but didn't they move, didn't they move Cockin and out or whatever? So they yeah, moved they him out too. They, yeah, but like, I feel like by having flurry there, it's unnecessary pressure for Talbot. And I feel like now Dean Evanson, I mean, it's a good problem to have, I guess, if you're, a head coach in the playoffs, if your goalie has a so-so period or so-so game, you may have a much shorter leash, right? Yeah, but they have a, they have a short time here to do something. Like, yeah, because they're, they're hampered the next two years with those buyouts. Right. They have the stupid suitor and Parise contracts that they're still dealing with, and it's still <laughs> boat anchor, even though, you know, whatever. I don't hey, Parise got uh, re-upped today by Lou Lamorello. Stop this. Stop the slander. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Weird. I know. It's garbage. The other, uh, the one little interesting tidbit that did come out of the whole Mark andre Fleury was actually not the Minnesota-Chicago deal. It was the fact that Kyle Davidson apparently leaked some of that uh, Toronto chatter out into the media, and Kyle Dubas, our buddy, was not pleased with that. <laughs> our buddy. And I'm, actually, I'm actually glad <laughs> Because like Toronto, for the most part, it's a hockey mecca. You don't hear a lot of like the inner workings behind it. Now, obviously, it's the same thing. Like Elliot Freeman, Darren Dreger, Bob McKenzie, Chris Johnson, all those guys kind of like you hear names they are either looking into or guys are possibly floating out there as trade bait or what they're looking to do. But you never hear the inner workings because they kind of keep, you know, very tight to the vest. So the the way I see all that real quick. The way I, I, I don't know if you've ever watched the West Wing, but the way that yeah. <laughs> CJ Craig, the press secretary, deals with her press pool, like she tells them what to put, like, she's, you know, really close relationship with all the people in the press. It's all very filtered and they're, and they're basically on the same team. Exactly. And, and a lot of people in organizations, too, like they they use it also as like a they use like those guys that I mentioned previously is like sounding board sometimes like, Hey, what are you hearing out there about so-and-so like we don't get a good beat on that team. Anyway, um, Chicago apparently leaked some of that information out and Dubas was not pleased with it. So during his presser, when he was questioned about it, he said something like, Oh, uh, you guys are going to have to talk to uh, Davidson about that. You know, just kind of throwing them under the bus a little bit, which I love And the GM meetings are next week. So I kind of hope they like throw down or he like, punches him in the hallway or something that'd be awesome <laughs> um but but the thing that kind of ticks me off after seeing the whole minnesota thing and Riggs and aaron and danny feel free to chime in so it's a second round uh pick currently if flurry plays uh four games in the playoffs or they make it to the western conference finals it automatically becomes a first i think if you're edmonton you didn't even throw that out that is so pathetic yeah. Like what? Yeah. Like, it's not like a, I mean, early on, it was like they wanted a first and a, like a prospect and a player. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That may be a little r- too rich, but like Chicago dealt them to somebody in the freaking division for nothing, for nothing, for yeah. basically nothing. No, exactly. no, no real assets today. Like, and, th- and, and that- that's going to be a higher, a later round pick. It's not like it's exactly. a lotto pick. Exactly. Like Minnesota, as of today, their third in the central, they could technically drop down into the wild card. They yeah. could. They're yeah. Right the, there. West, 
the West is a little more. It's jockeying. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's a little more. Turbid, like unless right? you're the abs or Calgary, you're, you're pretty safe in your one in one spot Two through wild cards. Those may jockey and change a little bit. Like if you're Edmonton after today, like I, if I was in the fan base, I, I'd be kind of livid. Like, uh, like Ken Holland didn't think to go, we need to do something here. Maybe they we, didn't even have those picks available. Maybe they, well, I, I don't know their whole situation, but maybe they didn't even have that available to deal, you know? In regard to Flurry, though, I mean, Flurry does have a modified no trade, so he might Correct. have said, I don't want to go to. to he may have said that. <laughs> he may have said that, but also, like, if you're, I feel like part of the trade stuff, especially nowadays with guys, it's a combination of probably the salary cap and a few other things because the salary cap's flat. Like if you're a GM looking for players with no move clauses, your due diligence is to call the agents and to at least have open conversation and dialogue to go like, this is why we want you to come here. This is what you'll be part of. This is what you could help us do. Maybe not this year. Like there are some guys that went to other teams, you know, where, you know, they're probably going to get to the playoffs, but in terms of their contending ship for, the cup, it's like slim and none. But like, I, I'm shocked no one, and maybe they did, so we don't know. But like, seeing what he was sold for is just like ridiculous. And also, uh, Seattle, I think in the next two drafts has 30 picks with all the moves they made. They have 30 picks <laughs> oh in the next God. two drafts. They're just, so I am, you know what? I am, I am, I am <laughs> ditching just- <laughs> all my other draft work for the next couple of years. I'm just going to solely focus on what the crack can do. <laughs> Because it's going to keep me well occupied. Just, I love oh my that. Gosh, yeah. They're just they're just doing a do over. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm I'm fine with that. I mean, I think you know. they've had a rough they've had a rough go. Like Grubauer has not played but, up to snuff. They've had a few injuries, but we've we've talked about it before. Their strategy was different than what George McPhee had with Vegas, and also uh, they couldn't get away with some of the stuff that GM GM did. Yeah, with Vegas because the rules were a little bit different in that expansion, and he kind of understood it and found a way to take advantage and find success in the first year. And maybe the conference at that time wasn't quite there yet. You know, some of those teams, so they could, you know, they could, they had a path, right? Right. Seattle, and then once you make it to the dance, then who knows? Right. Who All knows what happens? Yeah. Right. You get yeah. in and and see what happens. But yep. you know, with Seattle. Everybody knew what the deal was. They weren't going to give in. Uh, they had a different strategy. And then also, you know, the top quarter of the conference has gotten a lot stronger, right? And even some of the teams that maybe haven't had that much success lately are starting to kind of find their way again. Um, I was reading something about LA earlier that they they're they still have a shot like they could get in. So, um, and that people were kind of pissed about what Rob Blake was doing or not doing today. So, um, you know, it, it's kind of interesting with Seattle. Yeah. And, and the funny thing too, about Seattle, like early on, everyone kind of thought like, Oh, this could be another bit. You know, there were all those rumblings like, Hey, look, they could do that. And then like two weeks into it, uh, yeah, this is going to be a, long rebuild you know they're gonna do some stuff like like very quickly everyone's like eh, this may be a little tougher than we thought 
Like, <laughs> but like you said, Riggs, like LA a few years ago was on the downtrend. Edmonton, Calgary, they weren't what they were. Same with Vancouver. Like, so that's four teams already in the conference that are downtrending when Vegas started to come into the league. San Jose at that time actually was like one of the top dogs in the conference. Goofy enough. And now, you know, you flip it and Vegas is one of the top dogs minus the fact they still have 30 million bucks sitting up in the stands tonight. But yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. But, but yeah, Colorado, I think they did a good job. New York, fine with them. Yeah, Drew went to Florida. I don't like that for Florida personally, but it has nothing to do with Drew. He's just, he's an aging centerman. You can throw him at wing and he's great on the power play. That's awesome. But he makes whatever top two line you put him on, it's slower automatically. Yeah, but I don't think he's going down there to play top six, really. With that team, that team is... They don't want to change much. They're and on they're, fire, man. And they're you, think also, he's, you think he's going to be bottom six player? Yeah. Yeah, yeah really. Mean, that Hooper, yeah. though. I mean, like you can't, you're not going to touch and you can't mess with their, their chemistry right now. Bob's playing well. Spencer Knight looks like he finally is starting to kick it. You got to shout out the other night. Like the one question mark is everyone keeps saying like, Oh, Bob in the playoffs though. Let's see. Different team though. Different team this year. I think think he'll be all right. I really, as goofy as it sounds, I don't see it happening. I kind of want Tampa to drop. So Florida and Tampa have to play in the first round. (laughs) I want to see like a bloody, mean. That would be good. It would be good. But also that's like in that division, I think that's your two strongest teams. Like Toronto and Boston. Yeah, right now, as of today, a lot can change in the next three weeks. But like that would be... And in Tampa too, they 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 loaded up a little bit, so we got that I, Hagel dude from Chicago. Like they want that, him to be like Blake Coleman, and he's kind of trending that way. That's, that's exactly scary. That's exactly what it's I was like, gonna say. He's like a Coleman coming in uh, again here. Like it just. Did you see what Tavares said? What did he say? What did he, Tavares he, say? He said he was talking to the reporters, and he said that. Uh, he was like, uh, you see a guy like Hagel get traded, and you realize that oh, nobody's safe. Taze, 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 not Tavares, yeah. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. 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 He well, was I, like, oh, my that God. That was interesting, but yeah. What he was saying really was uh, Patty Kane might be gone, but yeah. I don't think yeah. that happens. So. Well, and there was a report. <laughs> I heard rumors about that, though, yeah. There yeah. was a report out of, oh, man. I forget it was one of the beat writers for The Athletic or maybe the Chicago paper out there they said something like if Kane goes to Brinkett's gonna ask for a trade immediately after and oh, if yeah. Brinkett gets trade Kane's doing the same thing he's like get me the hell out of here yeah I saw that yeah I saw the show <laughs> I, up and I was like dude if the pens got him holy <laughs> shit if yeah. every yeah. no every time I watch the Hawks like a Hawks game he is just he's just doing like that extra stuff out there like he's he's a great player yeah I would I would love to see him in Pittsburgh well, what do you think about Ricard Raquel? He's good. He's good. He's a young player. He's got he's got energy. He's he's good. Yeah, I, I, I like the trade. What do you think about trade? 
Oh, I'm I'm thrilled as hell. Well, you saw my, yeah, you saw my, yeah. I've been on this like heater for years about Dominic <laughs> Simone, who I like him, but like anyone that tells me point blank, they're like, oh, he's a scorer. And I've said this no. jokingly, like his no. career highlight package, like it's of him hitting posts and getting stoned by goalies like that's his career highlights <laughs> stoned people, by goalies chests yeah like <laughs> put in black marks and goalies pads and stuff but uh <laughs> it, so simone i'm glad he's gone zach Aston reese he's like he's like this analytics darling because of course he was always good and stuff but like he didn't do anything outside of that no. and i never was like coming out of northeastern as a free agent he was like Highly touted offensively. And I think he scored a few empty nets. So you know how I feel about that. So like I'm kind of <laughs> and you get in Ricardo Kell, he's a two time thirty goal scorer, I think. So like I'm I'm fine with that. And oh, I just saw I that imagine, in that trade. Yeah, Callie Clang's in that trade. That's that's a name you're gonna see on somebody's team. Maybe that, he's a we'll goaltender. He's yeah, he's gonna like, end up he's gonna end up he's only nineteen years old. He's he's uh he's one to watch for though. Yeah, that that's a goaltending prospect they gave up, but yeah. I look at it as uh Raquel probably will skate on Gino's line and uh will be the scoring winger that Kapanen unfortunately has not been this year. So hmm. I love Kapanen, but there's a lot of, you know, kind of banner like he likes the lifestyle. He doesn't like the work ethic <laughs> of being huh. an NHL player. A lot of a lot of Pittsburgh media said that. So, Briggs, oh. you guys got a retread. Yeah, I, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of I. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Like, they sent Sprong away to Seattle and like a couple picks. Um, the coaching staff in Washington didn't like Sprong at all from the get go. Mm-hmm. I thought he was okay under with you guys. Um, Personally, I thought I, he did all right. Me, I thought whenever he was out there, he looked okay. Um, I don't think he ever like really fit with the roster that they have. Like it was very hard to kind of place him, you know, second, third line kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, you know what Washington's first line looks like. It's not going to change. Yeah, that's never right? changing. Right Un- until you know somebody breaks a record. Um, and so, <laughs> so, you know, he, he was second or third line. He's not going to be fourth line because he's, he's better than that. His, his yeah. skill, the, his individual skill is better than that. Um, I was sad when he got traded from Pittsburgh. I was but he just, for him in Pittsburgh. He just doesn't, he didn't fit in that roster and the coaching staff didn't know what to do with him. And I don't think they really liked him. Anyway. And that's kind of and that's kind of two teams for Sprong, unfortunately, because he didn't really fit in in Pittsburgh in a second or third line role, or in Anaheim, and then he was in De- or in Anaheim, right, or in Washington. So, but you know, when you watch him play, I I thought he looked good. He his moves flashes. and he has a great his shot. I, he can yeah. he can his skate. He can shoot. He can actually. He's really good on the wall. He's strong, like big, strong dude. You know, it just didn't work out. So they get, you know, Johansson coming back and um, you know, he's listed as a left wing, but I think they're gonna peg him as a bottom six center with Eller and uh uh Dowd 
kind of in and out with illness and injury and all kinds of different stuff going on. Dow got hurt the other night. Um, so I think they're going to play around at center. They actually sent McMichael, they loaned him back to Hershey. So I think he's, he's essentially done in Washington unless they do, you know, black aces with him, uh, through the playoffs, depending on what Hershey does in playoffs. Um, I think that kind of signals, you know, Hey, Mojo's coming back to fill a bottom six center role because they were starting to push McMichael that way. And I thought he looked great. And he's a like bottom, that young guy bottom, that gives a ton of jump. He, he looked great in a bottom six center role. He was actually playing fourth line center and they were like driving play at certain points. And that was proven in stats. Like they were driving play when he was on the ice. Um, maybe it was matchups, maybe, you know, whatever, but I thought he looked good at center and that's his natural position coming up as a youngster, but they loaned him back to Hershey now. So they don't have to do the whole, um, waiver deal. Um, and I think Mojo is coming in to, to fill some sort of bottom six center role. Uh, which he has played, he's played center before. He was actually second line center for them at one point when they were having issues getting depth at that position. So, you know, it could work out. They're, they're only going to, like, it doesn't matter what they did or, or they, they're going to do. They're only going to go as far as their goaltending is going to take them. And it, their goaltending is a mess. It's an, it's, you know, they, between Vanacek and Samsonov, they can't find any consistency. And they allow goals in situations that just kills them. So, you know, if one of them gets hot, okay, let, let's see what happens. Um, but I think that team is destined for a first or second round exit, depending on what their first round matchup is. And they're a wild card team. Like, the East is set. Yeah, it's over. It's a seeding thing. It's That's basically it who gets first or second wild card. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. They'll probably end up playing Carolina, who got Max Domi, which I'm really pissed off about. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I've always had a soft spot for Max Domi. I thought he got a raw deal, deal in uh, Montreal coming in. It's really tough market. He's got his dad's name, you know, it, I just, I thought that there was way too much pressure on him coming into that situation and he's a good player. Like I, when he started know. off as a rookie in Arizona, he was awesome. And then he got traded in that Galchenyuk deal. And then it was kind of this, he, I almost feel like he kind of had the same thing near the end that Galchenyuk had in Montreal. They moved him around the lineup a bunch they put all this pressure on him and he kind of just, he didn't flounder, but he definitely didn't, you know, reach potential. Right. And I think him being in Columbus, I don't think that situation worked out well for him. This that year. wasn't the best either because you go down there, you go down there and it is like, Hey, we don't do offense here. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. Unless you're Patrick line. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you know, and so, I just now he's in Carolina and that is terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I had, bring, I had to bring it up. 
They actually don't like hearing the cannon in Columbus. Yeah. They don't like hearing it. <laughs> There's been noise complaints. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> they only have, well, they only have so many of the, you know, whatever the things are that make the boom. The powder. In the, in the they only have so many. <laughs> yeah, they only have so many. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. the powder yeah. budget is so only They don't want far. a lot of goals. Maybe like four. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You think they start charging guys as they get goals? Like, dude, you got a hat trick last game. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're gonna have to charge you. Here's for your invoice. Come out of your check. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay for that cannon, bud. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? That's not hockey related revenue that comes out of your bill, bud. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as much as I don't like that, um, he will fit in very well with that team. Because he can skate, he's got a little bit of grit to him from you know from his dad, and that shows up sometimes. And I think he's right up Brenda Moore's alley. Like that is the type of player that will fit in really well with what what Brenda Moore is doing down there. Yeah, and you know, look out <laughs> that that team is loaded for bear. Wait, um, are you talking positively about the Canes? I always <laughs> look, man. I will recognize when real recognizes real. Yeah, real game recognizes real. Yeah, game yeah, recognizes exactly. game. Exactly. So like that that is a that is a really good team. Despite like they've they've kind of been up and down the last like week or so, but that is a really really good team. I was I was actually just about to point out that yeah uh, I think they got shut out by the Rangers last night and um, they lost to Washington. They lost to Washington. Yeah. They lost the Pens. Pittsburgh beat them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just saying. Yep. I I think that that is more uh, indicative that as set as the East is, the top four in the East or in the Metro, all Whoa. four of those teams are pretty pretty similar. Metro is yes. fucking stacked. They're, they're yes. pretty even even matchups, those four teams. So the four top teams in the East, I think if you put each of them in their own division, they're in the top of their division. Yes. But against each other, they're they're a good matchup. And if you look at the other divisions, it's not so even. Like There's some standout teams that are clearly the better teams in those divisions. But I don't know that you can really pick one in the, in the Metro. I mean... The Canes have done a little bit better than everybody else, but only by like three or four points, like not far and away better. So that's going to be an interesting bracket come uh, come late April. That's it's going to be interesting to see. Johnny, you mentioned something about empty net goals earlier, and it reminded me of something that happened last night. Someone on your team scored an empty net goal. I was on the bench. I couldn't bear myself to look okay. twice in a week. Ugh. <laughs> I'm just embarrassed. Some of these people, I I need to like reevaluate some of the life decisions I make when I sign up for leagues, looking at the <laughs> roster more intently. Some of these some of these cats coming out here have no respect for themselves or human decency. Frightening. Ugh. I hope you lose a game by one. <laughs> you play in the corner. <laughs> If I play in John, I'm going to take a slap shot in the MZ net. <laughs> well, there you have it. Episode 84 of Beers in the Lots in the books. 
So now it's time for that weekly event where I pour out our appreciation for you, our listeners, and plug Discord. But for real, thank you for your listen. We really appreciate your support, your likes, your listens, your subscribes, your ratings and reviews, and, and all your teammates, friends that you've been telling about the podcast. We're seeing our listens go up, and that's because of you. Thank you. And we're seeing even more activity in Discord, which is great. Our community's growing. It's, it's fantastic. So jump in, talk to some of our guests, talk to us, give us some ideas about what you'd like to hear us talk about. It's really not hard. There's a link at beersandalot.com slash discord. It's as easy as scoring an empty net goal. But for real, though, thank you so much for your support. We'll see you next week. <laughs>